0: welcome to the multi-orgasmic mama podcast where sexual taboos around sex and motherhood are broken i am Tilly storm i'm a holistic sex and intimacy coach a jade egg and a tantric sex teacher and i work with high achieving moms to have epic sex and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond if you struggle with lack of desire and energy for sex getting out of your head If you don't know what you want or like sexually, or maybe you're just curious to know what the nervous system, somatics, and embodiment practices have to do with your sex life and your experience of pleasure in the bedroom and in your day-to-day life, I want you to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms. Be sure to put in the www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training to download that free training today. If you're enjoying this content, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please leave us a five-star rating and review to help spread the love. Well, hello, my loves, it's Tilly, and today we're talking about something that many of you probably don't ever want to dive into because you might be afraid of the answer, and that is, is coffee killing your libido? So as a world-leading expert in women who lack desire and helping them regain their sexual desire and their sensuality one of the things that we have to look at is a person's hormonal health and what they're actually ingesting and taking into their body one thing we get to discuss is the difference between libido desire and arousal and i've said this a couple of times on the podcast but maybe you're new here or maybe you didn't catch it But libido is your body's actual ability to produce the hormones that can create arousal in your body so that can create increased blood flow to your genitals that support orgasm desire has nothing to do with your hormones and what i always say is that desire is your body's emotional ability to feel turned on with a partner to feel that there's a connection with your partner it's or do you feel connected enough to this person to actually want to have sex with them uh do you have the emotional support and the turn on throughout the day and the right stimuli, as far as touch and affection and words of affirmation, all of these things to actually be turned on. Are you and your partner speaking each other's erotic language, or are you totally honest on a different page? Uh, All of these things affect a woman's desire. And last there's arousal. So arousal is your body's ability to to have a physical experience of becoming wet or having an orgasm increasing blood flow to the area, all of those things. So when we're talking about libido, we're talking about hormones. (laughs) We're talking about your body's ability to produce the hormones that, that can lead to sexual desire. And because of that, we get to talk about coffee and caffeine because it affects your hormones. Okay. Now the big thing that we get to distinguish here is that men and women process and metabolize caffeine differently. So if you go online and you start searching, does caffeine affect my libido? You're going to get a bunch of articles about how it's great for your libido, how it boosts your testosterone. You're going to find all sorts of conflicting information it is so freaking confusing, uh, but don't worry. I've done all that for you and I'm here to give you the deets, my love. So first of all. All of the information that supports caffeine, increasing your libido is 90% of it for men. (laughs) Okay. Because men metabolize caffeine and have a different tolerance to it than women do. So we get to make that big distinction right off the bat. Is that any information that you're looking at that supports caffeine as increasing your libido almost guaranteed it's talking about men. And all of the information out there that talks about women is like, Ooh, we don't quite know. We're not quite sure. The science hasn't caught up to it yet. We don't have enough research, blah, 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 blah. Well, only 10% of the population is able to efficiently metabolize caffeine. That means that if you're one of the nine and 10 people who have trouble processing caffeine, then you might be more susceptible to caffeine affecting and disrupting hormones. So how do you know if you are one of these nine and 10 people who don't effectively metabolize caffeine? Here are a couple examples. If you experience anxiety, insomnia, restlessness, fatigue, high blood pressure, poorly balanced blood sugar, digestive distress, feeling weird but tired, or racing heartbeat, and you are someone who experiences conditions related to estrogen dominance, such as PCOS or endometriosis, then you are probably caffeine intolerant. You're probably one of these nine and ten people. And a lot of times, the these symptoms that I just read to you, They can be related to other diagnoses such as anxiety disorder, adrenal fatigue, all these sorts of things, but these underlying disorders and issues, the real culprit of them could be coffee or a mixture of other multifactorial symptoms and, and the coffee, right? So it's not just the coffee, but it could be other things as well. Now, if you're one of these nine and 10 people that do not effectively process caffeine, you're intolerant to it. Hmm. Well, (laughs) and you're drinking it anyway. How do you know if it's actually disrupting you that your hormones are out of balance and that it's probably not a good idea that you continue to drink coffee? Well, if your hormones are out of balance, you will experience things like PMS, severe period cramps, bloating, acne, moodiness or depression, anxiety. Maybe you've been gaining weight for a few months or years. Uh, You can't seem to lose weight. Even if you eat healthy and increase your exercise, you experience chronic exhaustion and fatigue, you have cyclical migraines, you have sugar cravings, breast or ovarian cyst, low sex drive, Mm. low energy, endometriosis or PCOS. So women who are experiencing one or any or all of these symptoms, Really should consider that caffeine might be uh, part of the problem and aiding in this. Now we do know that caffeine definitely affects hormones. It affects all of the hormones, uh, and one of the supporting things that's you know that you'll see in regards to men is that it increases testosterone at a to a certain point, and that it will actually decrease a man's uh, chances of experiencing erectile dysfunction. But as you can see, the effects on women are much different for men. There was a small study that found that men who drank coffee for four weeks and consumed the caffeine, obviously that they saw an increase in testosterone. Well, the opposite in the study was true for the women. They saw a decrease in testosterone with the consumption of caffeine. So again. You're never really going to get any clear or accurate information. And this is why I am always a proponent of trusting your body, listening into your body's cues about what your body is trying to tell you that it might be in pain or distress or trying to tell you something is off. If you're experiencing the symptoms I just read, just know that these symptoms aren't normal. Okay. Any of the ones that you know, might tell you that you have a hormone imbalance or that you might be intolerant to caffeine. This is your body's way of trying to get your attention because these are not normal. You shouldn't feel so stressed out every day and so anxious and so fatigued that you need five cups of coffee to get throughout the day. If that is where you're at, this is a huge problem, honey. Like this, this is beyond, uh, Beyond just a caffeine thing, this is like, let's look at what you're actually eating. Uh, the toxins that you, that might be in your home that you're using all the time, you know, as far as plastics go, all of these sorts of things that we have in our kitchens that we use every single day that are completely endocrine disrupting, that completely fuck up our our body's ability to produce hormones necessary to experience sexual turn on (laughs) arousal and desire. So yes, all these things matter. And if you are experiencing any of these symptoms, then I would highly suggest to tune into your body and ask yourself, is this good for me? You know, it might be daunting to hear the answer to that question, because that might mean that you might get to make a change in your life that you might shift into finding something that's more supportive for you. Now, I will tell you, I was a barista at the age of 16 years old. It was my first official job. My first job under the table was actually as a gymnastics coach for, uh, the gym that I used to go to. I was a gymnast, a hardcore gymnast. It was my life for, uh, many, many years from probably eight years old to 16 years old. Uh, I went at least three times a week and I actually got really good at it. And, uh, you know, I loved being in gymnastics and I was always obsessed with health and what I was eating. And even when I was 12 years old, that was the last time I actually had a hamburger. So I've not had a hamburger since I was 12 years old. Uh, I have never had beef since then. It was never part of my diet uh just because it grossed me out. Uh but yes, like a hormonal health and all of these things have always been something that I've been privy to even early on. And uh when I got a job at a coffee shop for my first real job, um I love the taste of coffee. I understand, I get it. I totally understand. And even to this day, I get off of coffee every now and then. And then I go back to it and I get off of it and I go back to it because I freaking love the taste of it. I understand mamas, but I also don't have an issue with my sex drive. Okay. (laughs) So this is where it, it's, it makes a difference for some people and others. It doesn't, Uh, I have no problems with my libido. Uh, But some women that are listening to this podcast do. In fact, many of them do, and that is why you are here. And if that's you, then I want to encourage you to see, is it worth it? Is it worth it to continue to ingest something that you know might not be good for you? That's really affecting your relationship with your partner. That's affecting your own body and your own health. Uh, how much longer are you willing to continue to do that without making any changes Is the question? I know it's challenging. We actually have two ladies in our program right now, currently getting off of coffee. And this is because they've done the research and they feel that this is something that is affecting their, their libido and that. you know something that is required of them to uh, get their libido back, so that they can actually have desire and be aroused more often, and initiate more, want to initiate more. All of these things. So I do understand the love of coffee, trust me, I still love it. Every time I go to Colombia, we, we like to pick up the La Victoria coffee beans because, you know, they're from the land there. We've been to uh, the place where they make the coffee there, and it's so cool, and I love it, and I think it's awesome. Uh, but it is something that I use and ingest and moderation as well. So even after going on the ayahuasca retreat in Columbia, you know, like I completely got off of caffeine for several weeks. And when I did, you know what I noticed? My desire, my libido was like way more than it was, which is already crazy, but like it was it was totally nuts, y'all. Like I was like, oh my God, like how could anyone be more horny? <laughs> So, uh, even personally, I noticed that when I got off of coffee completely for several weeks, that my libido increased. And again, I don't need it to be increased by any means, but, uh, when I came back, I went back to coffee in moderation, meaning like I had one shot of espresso, maybe every two or three days instead of one every day. So this is something that, you know, I find at least for my own hormonal health that to keep that in check and to keep all things in moderation. And that's really what it's about. You know, all health and wellness is about everything in moderation, listening to your body, knowing what's good for you, what's not, uh, because every body is different. So tune into your body, ask your body what it needs and wants from you and see, you know, is this something that's really supporting you in your life right now? And if it's not, what are the steps that you can take uh, to cut it out? to decrease the amount, you know, if it doesn't feel doable to just cut it out completely to go cold Turkey, which I never do anytime that I get off of it completely. I know I rarely do it cold Turkey, but you can just decrease the amount, see how that works. So many alternatives these days that you can try as well. when we were in Colombia at the retreat, they had this stuff called Pero, P-E-R-O. And it's some malt and barley mix that doesn't have any caffeine in it. Uh, it did taste quite a bit like coffee. Of course, it's not the same. Nothing is quite the same as coffee, but uh, it was a pretty good substitute alternative. So give it a try. Tune into your body. Only you know what's right for you, hot mama. And see what happens. All right. Take care and I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Hello, my loves coming back in for a quick announcement that I was given the assignment on my retreat in Columbia the last couple of weeks um, that I got to offer a VIP experience to one, two, or maybe even three of you uh, that would be an in-person experience where I live in Florida to up-level your health, wealth, and relationships in a massive transformative. Oh my God, what just happened to my life? Oh my God. Fuck. Yes. This is finally everything I needed to move past, uh, these blocks and, these wounds and these past beliefs and stories that were no longer serving me kind of experience. Uh, this is, I, I recorded a video, so I don't want to like give you all a mouthful about it, but, uh, for those of you interested in it, you can head to the website, www.tillystorm.com forward slash VIP dash experience. For whatever reason you do have to put in the www. Um, tillystormcom forward slash VIP dash experience. I I recorded a video for you to tell you all about what all is involved and what that journey might look like. This is a total co-creation of what ever your soul requires for your next level of pleasure and abundance in your life. So go check it out. If it intrigues you, if it interests you, uh, and if it calls to you and you're one of the souls that I know is waiting on the other side of this, then I encourage you to book a call and apply. Uh, once you book a call time, you'll be led to answer 10 questions. Probably will take you about 10 minutes to complete the questions. So please make sure you have time to properly fill out those questions. Do not give me one word answers. (laughs) Uh, Please take the time to fill it out properly so that I can begin to tune into your frequency and what's going on for you before we even hop on that initial intake call to uh, see what we can create together. So again, head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash VIP dash experience. Check it out and apply. All right. See you next week. hot mamas. Bye. Loved this content? Then be sure to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms at www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training.